THN is brought to you by Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, Listen Nerds Like You, and Floating Bunny head creator Jonathan Sims. Head to Skelenaut.com today to see John's comics, shirts, art prints, and more. That's S-K-E-L-E-N-A-U-T.com. Ah, Yes. Ho, ho, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Welcome back to another exciting edition of THN Cover to Cover, the final cover to cover of the decade. Yeah. This is it. We're done. Yeah. That's it. I don't think we're allowed to do more. No, I think, well, I mean, we can next year, I guess, but there were, that's uh, it for this year. Yeah. Yeah. Here's how it works. Every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon central standard time, you can call us at 402-819-4894 and talk to us live today on the show. We want to talk about the year in review comics 2019. What was your favorite stuff? What was the best stuff that happened? What do you think? You're what not you even enjoy? remembering your own question. What you did you ask love? them? You asked them to and think back f- through the entire decade. The next part of this sentence Do you know is, how much pressure that is? And who won the decade? What do you know how much pressure that puts on a person? No. I mean, you just have to like... I can't remember what I did yesterday. I know exactly what won the decade. For me. Anyway, right. I know exactly what it was. I guess we'll get there. And that. it's an easy one. It's What's up, Justin? One. So we want to hear from you. You can give us a call. Like I said, 402-819-4894. You can send us an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com if you can't be here live. And you can always leave us a message on that same phone line. Yeah, you can. Anytime yous wants to. The phone line is open. I dare you to leave a message. Let's get into it. I am turning off the donut disturb so you guys can call us. Let's start with a little light uh, final Mandalorian episode talk. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll just get this out of the way right now. This episode will probably be rife with spoilers. It was. Man. For anything Star Wars related. Yeah, I, I would say we can open it up. You want to talk about it? We can open it up. Well, there's also The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. But, man, I, quite honestly, I've seen The Rise of Skywalker twice now. I saw it in the theater. You have? And then I saw a, a leaked bootleg thing, yeah, right? Okay. So, You're one of those. So I could sit down and just sort of, like, absorb it. I think The Mandalorian ended way better. And I think the storytelling through The Mandalorian worked better for me as well. I really do. I, don't know I enjoyed that. The Rise of Skywalker. I thought it was good. But I do agree there was a lot of problems with the movie. There was a lot of retelling of the old story with a slightly new bend. And I kind of wish maybe someone like Jon Favreau would have had a little more input on the storytelling, truthfully. I think anybody that wasn't expecting the final episode of the Skywalker trilogy to uh, end on a super nostalgic note was fooling themselves. That's not what I'm saying at all. They can end on a super nostalgic note. There were some kind of ridiculous things that happened in the movie. In fact, some of it was blatantly preposterous. Like, where did a whole new like horde of Star Destroyers come from? Who's going to pilot them all? Now we the have cultists. A, now each of them have a gun that can blow up a planet and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, Death Star Destroyers. That was a little come on. much. Like, had you done something where like five of them blew up a planet, I'd be like, oh, well, that's scary. Yeah, but now like we can all do it. But 
We can't take off. That's the hard part. You know, blowing up planets, no problem. Taking off, man, that's that's tough. We got to have one single radio tower that tells everybody where to go. You know what? We no, no, no. They had more than one radio tower. Yeah, no, they sw- they switch it to the other radio yeah, tower. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one at a time. <laughs> yeah, but they were like, the ships can't do that. Ships can't do that. Except for this ship. This ship can do that. <laughs> It's Once again, the Empire with their blatant flaws and all their technology. Just put a huge vent there. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> Thank you for calling THN. Cover to cover. Caller, who this? Harvey looks here. Harv, how are you, sir? Well, I'm finally all caught up on the Mandalorian. You did it. Yeah. You did it. How do you I did it. I made it through. Um, Let down. <gasps> really? Disgusted. Really? Yeah. Disgusting. I mean, it, <laughs> It wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. You know, it, it wasn't bad in any way. I just, the ending, that that wasn't an ending. There was no, that was a, that was a terrible end to a season, I think. That, that was maybe a good middle episode. You don't think it was a good coda to the season? Because, you know, there's more coming. I mean, season two is going to well, pick up where that left off, obviously. You didn't think that was a good? Like, yeah, but it's going to be the exact same story from where it left off. Mm-hmm. Nothing was resolved. I don't know about that. I mean, we've introduced some new things, like some ideas, like the Empire knows who this guy is. The Mandalorians are fundamentally against the Empire. So we learned something about people like Boba Fett and doing that as well. They introduced a pretty kick-ass bad guy with Moff whatever is that, whatever's his name. Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. The, Gideon. the whole Darksaber thing, that was pretty cool. What's going on there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know enough about Star Wars lore to know about that. I kind of, I thought, I really but enjoyed we, it. I thought we, they we don't know that what, last episode. Go ahead, Arf. We don't know what Baby Yoda is. Sure. We don't know where he's from. We don't need we to. We don't know where he's going. That'll probably be the that, mystery of next season. I don't know that we'll ever find out where Yoda's people come from. Yeah, and I don't know that I need to. I think all I need to establish is that it either is a clone of Yoda or it is not. A clone of Yoda. That's all I really need to know. <laughs> Adam Wednesday called him uh, Moff Gus. You know what I mean? I don't want to know. Yeah. Like, there's a planet of Yodas, and they're all adorable, and they're doing the Yoda dance. You know, like, whatever. I don't need that. Oh, I would like them to do a dance Stop. very much. So, <laughs> the, the, the bad guy didn't die. Which I'm okay we didn't with. Find out, we didn't find out why the bad guy was chasing them, or why he was after the baby Yoda. So you wanted more, I mean, we you wanted more answers. I mean, we know he wants I wanted, Yeah, I wanted, That's it. I wanted some answers, at least some answers to some of the questions I will, that were posed to I will us grant you this. Season. We didn't get any answers to anything at all. No, they left, they left no. a lot of stuff pretty wide open. But I also think this story is more about the action and the character and how he is carrying himself and how we are learning about this character. My I, guess is season two is where we're going to get into the larger world. What's with the baby Yoda? Why the Empire wants him? What's going on there? You know. Now I can I can kind of see how one might think that the season as a whole had some moments where they were just like spinning their wheels. Like it's eight episodes. Yeah, it's eight right. episodes, yeah. and uh, when you've got that few and they're short, yeah. right? Half a, half yeah. hour to forty five minutes. Half I think the last episode was the longest. Forty nine minutes. Yeah, uh, and we're yeah. gonna waste. And that's if you guys also got to cut out the. Uh, Previously on yeah right the yeah, intro, exactly the, so that's you know good two three minutes right there. So we're gonna quote unquote waste two or three episodes with just like and here's the man though getting in another sticky situation <laughs> instead of like moving any four, sort of plot actually. forward. I think, it was, I think it was half the episodes was just him 
going town to town. And why did why did the girl stay behind? Why didn't the girl Kara uh, or Sarah or whatever her name is? Why didn't she go with them at the end? I don't know. It's not her mission. Why did she not stay behind job. with? But she's got other shit going she on. She had the hot all over. She was all over Carl Weathers. She's got a UFC fight. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> yeah, she's obviously. A busy girl. And, <laughs> like, who can blame her? <laughs> guy is sexy. Uh, yeah, I'll no, be real I mean, I honest. Like, I I like the character and I like the idea that there are rebels that are out there that are still wanted and and maybe aren't necessarily part of the Rebel Alliance and don't know where they're at. I don't think Gina Carino is the best actress. Oh, I thought she did great. She was fine in her limited roles. Did fine. Yeah. I don't need more. <laughs> like I don't. It's not like I wish she had more speaking parts. <laughs> you know? I thought she, I thought this was the. I mean, of, of the few things I've seen Gina Carano in, this is probably the best she's done. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I I, I do I liked the idea that um. That yeah, she's like, I can't be seen, I can't be captured. Yeah, I'm a rebel. Right, like it's instant death for me. Yeah, they're not gonna. Uh, be like, there's All no right. negotiating. There's you no bargaining. Yeah, so yeah. I have to shoot my way out, like or Carl, I'm dead. And I, Carl Weathers was like, "Well, wait a minute, let's hear what maybe he has to we say." Should, yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I had a buddy that we used to like watch go to live wrestling. Like the bad guy would come out and be like, "Everybody's stupid. You're all a bunch of slobs, and Omaha sucks." And we go, <laughs> "Boo!" And he'd stand up, and go, "Let's hear what he has to say." <laughs> but. I, I think what Joe's saying, you know, that what Joe just said, I think is even more reason for her to go with them. You know, why would she stay put? Yeah. Stay put somewhere where she's been known to be seen. Well, maybe right. she's leaving. You know, Who knows? I mean, there was. Maybe no, she said that she's staying. Yeah, she, she said she was she's staying. staying. Yeah. Yeah. I, regardless, I, I didn't have that big of a problem with it because I don't feel that much for the character. And I think the IG 11 thing and, you know, man the mandalorian thing was a lot more of a character arc where like he realizes okay not all droids are completely soulless killing machines hashtag not all droids yeah yeah hashtag not all droids yeah yeah uh, <laughs> uh yeah i mean i get it Harv. i i i can understand like it, it really did not give us any answers to anything no um yeah. and but it was a really good episode the last episode the last was episode really was good. great was- i kind of think it's in sticking in the spaghetti western fashion most of those like old clint eastwood movies where the man with no name and stuff like that you still knew nothing about him at the end of the movie you <laughs> yeah. knew he was really good with the gun he came and went yeah he had a history he may or may not be dead you know like there's all these and then the movie's over. what like a ghost yeah high plains drifter he was probably a ghost dude oh dang yeah <laughs> wow. that's where that shit came from uh i mean i like uh, i i did appreciate that like we're not going to drag out the mystery of yeah. the Mando's identity. Like we learned who he was. I thought that was we really learned cool. his background. I we got his name. Really cool. And I let the empire just like, Oh yeah, your name's this. And he was like, Oh shit. Yeah. We got to see Pedro Pascal, uh, all beaten up underneath yeah. that. Um, now I want to, I want to know how much, okay, but okay. What, so what percentage of this. the, what percentage of the episodes of oh, the Mandalorian any of it. was he in that suit? He wasn't. No, he was doing a voiceover <laughs> and there was a stunt guy walking around looking badass, you know, uh, go ahead, Arv. What were you going to say? Okay. So Mando, Mando, do you, th- do you think that is, I mean, cause they, they, on the last episode, they, they, the stormtroopers came in and called, that uh, girl who was the armor, who made the armor, mm-hmm. they call her Mando too. Mm-hmm. So they call them all. <laughs> I think it's just like a, but like a, also, they don't have but names. Throughout the, yeah. throughout the whole show, 
everybody else called him Mando. That's just because he was the one they were talking. So I think it's just it's a the, nickname. It's just a name for their. I mean, even the even the guy who was his friend, you know, who who the on the the episode where they go steal the you know rescue the guy off the uh, uh, off the prison ship. The edge. Yeah, off the prison ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's just like a like, Mando. Is that you under there? They don't have names. I think it's like a blanket. Nobody is supposed to know their name or what their face looks like. They are a Mandalorian. Period. So that's what you're called. <clears throat> you know, and that. I mean, yeah, he did yeah. say. He did say when when uh, Moff Gus uh, called his name, he's, he's like called Moff G. Moff G. <laughs> uh, that he had not heard that name spoken out loud since yeah. he was a child. He doesn't. They don't have names, so yeah. they are just everybody. Is you see one? It's. Mandalorian. That's, that's another reason why he's Boba the one Fett that they happen to know. Yeah, that's another reason why but Boba then, Fett is a total prick. And like all the Boba Fett showed then, up and saved him, and I was like, "Oh shit, is that Boba Fett?" Boba Fett. And there's it like, was not Boba "Oh wait yeah. a minute, there's another Boba Fett." Oh, they're all Boba Fetts. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but once they find out, once once we once we find out what his name is, then all of a sudden, I mean, I guess the other people there found out what his name is too. But then they go see the armor chick, and she calls him Din. She does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. For an outsider I, thing. I, I, yeah, yeah, I guess. I, I'm sure. I mean, the Mandalorian, uh, we were just, we were debating not not more than a couple weeks ago about like, now wait a minute, are they Mandalorian because they're from the planet Mandalore or well, are they Mandalorian because they're they, part of the track? They told us that too. They're and like, Gina Cron's like, Mandalorian is not a race. Yeah, he was like, Mandalorian's a race. <laughs> She's like, it's a race and a creed. It's a creed. It's like a yeah. religion. Yeah. Yeah. They took him in. Yeah. They like go. the Jews, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, yeah. he studied very hard. You know what I mean? You he don't have to test. have a Jewish mother. Is there but a I couldn't test? wait. Huh? You <laughs> got to take a test, right? <laughs> My friend Maggie's Fine. converting to Judaism. I think you got to take a test. Uh, it's pretty easy. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, if you've been living it, I guess. Not as easy being a Catholic, where you're just like, how much money you want to give us? You're in. God loves you. Come on. Uh, All right, Harv, we got to open this up to talk to some other peeps. All right, but guys. Good to talk to you, brother. Yeah. Have a happy have a new year. Happy new year, Harvey. Would you say The Mandalorian was your best TV show of 2019? Nope. What is your best? Watchmen. Yeah, I think Watchmen, number one with a bullet. Yeah. I think it's- I mean, I loved The Mandalorian. Yeah. But I'm like, Watchmen, I was like, I I need to stop drinking because I need to pay attention to what's happening. Yeah, I think it is hard not to give Watchmen- And if a TV show made me stop drinking, then you know it's good. Wow. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who this? JD got a catch. JD, how are you, Hello. sir? Good, good, good. We're talking best of the year. Uh, we're talking 2019, the year in review. I thought we were talking best of the decade. Yeah, that's so did I. We're doing both. So did I, but Matt just decided to make things up. Do you have somebody that's going to win the decade? I, I, I think for me, best of the decade, uh, at least for comics, is uh, Injection. Really? Yeah, That's injection. a solid pick. Yeah. That's a solid pick as far as, like... A standalone, yeah, Ellis story that has held its own at Image, maintained sales, maintained a kick-ass storyline. And I think we're quickly approaching, like, one of his longest runs, too, right? It's been a while since yeah. we've seen Warren yeah, Ellis it, on a run still, more than 12 yeah. issues. Right, right, right. And this How, is going to be, there's a volume for every character. Pretty much. How yeah. many issues is it up to? Uh, It's up to two. Planetary was 27 issues. Yeah, Planetary was 27 issues. I think he's got this set for like a 25-issue run. Planetary was also how many years ago? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm talking like almost 20 years ago, right? Because because the the first first trade... 
when it started. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there, there's three trades. He's got six trades, um, six trades planned. Because the first trade was Maria Kilbride. The second trade was Vivek Headland. Yeah. The third trade was Briad Roth. Then they're going to have one for uh, the spy and one for Robin. And then I assume and we get one, one that like sums up the world of the story, great, right? Yeah. And then, and then there's one that wraps up the story. But we'll also see because probably by the time we get to that sixth trade, the show will already be out. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. yeah. So let me ask you, your 2019, yeah. who do you think owned, what, what was your best of 2019? Oh, best of 2019 for me, I think the Marvel stuff's weird because I'm on, you know, the, the lake house. Sure. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think uh, this year reading, you know, the, the stuff I love the best that I was most excited to read was West coast Avengers. Uh, Fair enough. And, um, and then outside of Marvel for me, I think it was, the the breakout star was excellence. Excellence is very good. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good book. Yeah, definitely. I mean, seeing a seeing a new book that comes out with the uh, you know taking a new magic uh, taking a new magic system and a new look and take uh, like on a that set of then, a set of rules. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, like the lore of the world. It with, we love that shit. And then yeah. interweaving it with like real world politics and real world, yeah. you know, the, doing that really good allegory. You don't get that very often. Yep. anymore. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, I also really like die. Die the Kieran was, Gillen book. Die made a lot of best of lists this year. A ton yeah. of best of Matt lists. hated it. Yeah. I, I didn't hate it. It was just a little, you couldn't get past the, you couldn't get past not understanding how the game works. Was so fucking, that's precious. not the fucking point. It was just so precious. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful to look at. Absolutely stunning looking book. Yeah, yeah. I need to get caught up on that one because I really liked the first issue. I read six issues of it and I was like, I get it. It's genius. It's not for Matt Bomb. <laughs> like, that's where I, that's he's cranky. Was, he's a know? cranky old man. <laughs> I love Gillen, too. I love Kieran Gillen. What about TV? Hmm? What about TV? Where do you stand? Is Watchmen your number one? No, I haven't seen Watchmen. Oh, really? He lives in the I past. Don't, Watchmen I don't hasn't do started yet. Oh, well, I mean, there's other ways to do it, too, just in case you don't yeah. know. <laughs> Not everybody has the moral scruples PM of a me. mollusk like you. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, talk. Yeah, P- we'll talk. PM me at some point. <laughs> we'll talk. But, uh, I, I think uh, for me, like if we're talking about the decade, for me, TV was definitely uh, Daredevil. I loved Daredevil. That was, That's not a bad that pick. Yeah, I loved Daredevil very much. That's not a bad pick as That's far as like nerdy shows go. And I was so excited for it. I mean, just the anticipation of it coming up and yeah. just, and then that first, this, this, this first two seasons were so amazing. Yeah. And season three was also really, really good. You know, I, I read a thing uh, recently, Charlie Cox was talking about what season four would have been like because they already had notes and stuff yeah. ready to go for yeah. it. Yeah. It's a bummer. And, uh, it's a brutal bummer. And they even, they hinted that uh, Poindexter was going to, keep the daredevil costume and paint it blue oh fun oh really bullseye yeah that's fun yeah. uh that's fun I mean, <laughs> because if you think about it the comics i mean daredevil uh, bullseye's costume is just 
it doesn't have the horns, but it's the same costume. Pretty much. Yeah, it's just yeah. a you know, yeah. got a, a onesie on head, more or less. Yeah, uh, that yeah. actor, that actor is uh, he plays a character on the CBS uh, courtroom drama All Rise, and every time I watch it, I'm just waiting for him to turn around and murder somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did such a good job with that role that uh, it was. Yeah, it, it's hard to see him in anything else because he, yeah, he he plays creepy so well. Uh, Justin um, Justin Fletcher in the chat uh, says, uh, "What do we think about uh, about Charlie Cox coming back to play Matt Murdock as Peter's lawyer in the third Spider-Man movie?" I mean, I'm fine with that. I would be thrilled yeah, if that happened. Totally I would be it. thrilled. There was like a rumor. I don't think there's yeah. anything like that's gonna happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they're not even. Yeah. I don't think they're but even Feige has, moving forward. Feige yeah, has that. And I don't think Marvel's given Spider-Man like and, or giving Sony anything else out of like new or out oh, of the Avengers right. they can even touch. Sure. You know? like, yeah. Well, I mean, they but put Feige, Tony Stark in the first one. It didn't work out or it didn't uh, backfire on him. No, I'm just saying they already had that. That was safe. I'm not. I don't yeah, think they're sure. giving anything new. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, like, yeah. They can fight over. So. Uh, still, though, like I would totally like I want nothing more than uh, like any sort of courtroom story yeah. featuring not even in costume, Matt Murdock and she Hulk. Well, and I can't think of anybody <laughs> honestly better that if you're going to do daredevil again, there's no reason I can think of to not get Charlie Cox to do it. He was right. So he great. was perfect. As, oh, well, as and, and the again. character itself and is such, been, it's not like they fucked it up. They're, or they told the, the origin wrong or, or something like that. Just mm-hmm. here's some more and you can mention the stuff that yeah. already happened or don't, or I don't, don't nobody will care. Yeah. yeah. What were you saying, JD? Well, and it, Oh, Feige's already said that uh, Cox is on board. Nice. They, they, they're oh, yeah. keeping him on contract. Uh, and there are, they're currently deciding whether or not they're going to do another series on Disney Plus or if they're going to do a feature film Ooh. with Daredevil. Hmm. So I know, that they, I know that a big deal was made of uh, Netflix making, uh, making them sign this like two-year agreement yeah. where the characters which can't be touched we're almost we're almost out which we're at this point two years is nothing in hollywood time well and we're almost done yeah. with it and like yeah the middle of the, next by, year. by next year that thing will be expired like next summer yeah well, yeah middle, like next summer that's done so. yeah so yeah. i mean they could be planning something we could we yeah. could get something real big i'd be really happy with that there was the same rumors about luke cage as well that actor is like down for more anytime no, you want no me. they actually did they did no. They have actually said in that same in the same story that I read that they've got D'Onofrio and Cox are coming are are on board to be cool. will be Fisk and Daredevil again. Uh, Mike Coulter's gone. Is he? They're going to recast him. That yeah. sucks, man. Because before he was excited yeah, about it, and I really what it, was it his choice or like because I don't know why they would be yeah that just seems stupid. Uh, I mean, I think, he, I think it's a. T- He's the it lead. Might have been a time thing. Yeah, he yeah. he is the he is a, a lead in, in in a show currently on right now. Yeah, um, and they probably Ed Misty Knight, uh, the actress that played Misty Knight and Mike Coulter, they both got leads in yeah uh, in mm-hmm. in big shows. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I would love I would love just any sort of. It doesn't even have to be overt. It can just be like, oh, yeah, I hired this private investigator uh, named Jessica Jones. She's looking into this for me. Right. Sure, you know, I don't need it. Like, but. Yeah, well, I, well, I would like them to acknowledge they, that they these were talking things happened. Definitely. Because they were talking about if Luke Cage came back in the MCU, it would more than likely be in one of the Avengers films. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And there's no reason and, not to. And I can see yeah. I can see them recasting it in the sense that, like, 
we want to get away from the negative aspects of what people didn't like about Iron Fist. And I mean, mm-hmm. he was very close to that character. And maybe you recast yeah. both of them and you get a fresh start. Like, right. I get that. I mean, I, I, I think that if we're at a if we're at a point where uh, even even though it would have been two years almost, uh, but so closely um, tied to that actor. People are going to think mm-hmm. of Luke Cage as Mike Coulter for a long time. It's true. Yeah. And I just yeah. don't think that if, if he's not coming back, I don't think Marvel's going to touch that character. Maybe not. No, not for a while. Yeah. yeah. And he's also so closely tied to Jessica Jones. And I think Jessica Jones is so outside of continuity because she's such a late addition to the canon. Yeah. I yeah. think we could leave, we, they could leave her alone for quite a while. But Daredevil is so integral to Marvel canon, yeah. especially when Definitely. we're getting, yeah. you know, characters like Spider-Man. One thing I was going to say to you, Joe, before I go, um, have you started in on season eight of Letterkenny yet? No, because I came to Letterkenny late and I am only on season four. I have not started season oh my eight God. yet yeah. either, but I am totally caught up and I need to start on season uh, eight. I've been so I've been so addicted to Letterkenny recently it's that so great. I, listening to you it's so listening great. to you guys talk, I'm painfully <laughs> aware of how often you both say to be fair. Yeah. To be fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm like in my car listening to your main show and I'm like, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. I love I adore it. Uh, yeah, it's what a wonderful treat that show is. Uh, the problem is there's just too much to watch. And yeah, but the episodes are like 20 <laughs> minutes long. Well, I get yeah, it. I, know. Man, I get it. It's you just, can take down a season in an afternoon. There's just too much television <laughs> we, in we general have. to watch. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm on. I'm on season four. Uh, I love it very much. And I'll be very oh, yeah. sad when I get caught up and there is no more. I just I've been watching the Expanse, <laughs> so I've got to. I, I need, need to get to on that too. Expanse. It is yeah. season four. Is so goddamn good. I want to jump on. It's so good. I want to get. I gotta get. I, I gotta, gotta get, get caught up. I'm I'm midway through like season three. It's I like think, the exact so. opposite of everything I love about Star Trek, and great. Yeah, yeah sure. And totally yeah. great. Like Star yeah. Trek, we got to figure it out. Space travel is not that big of a deal. There's still some problems in space though. Expanse is like space travel sucks and it's super dangerous <laughs> and everybody hates each other. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. There, there yeah. are so we, many we shows. The stars, but people still suck. Yeah. <laughs> there are so yeah. many shows that I want to watch that aren't even new. Like the expanse is one of them. I need to get caught up on the oh, magicians. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I want to give so Lucifer a fair shot because I hear nothing but great things about that I show. Don't care. I know uh, it's yeah. not the comic. I get it. I don't care. Um, but, but, and, but what happens? Joe, I find myself get, fucking rewatching Smallville for no reason oh whatsoever. God, why? Cause it's if you ever get caught up on the No, it isn't great. No, Call me. <laughs> I will. All I will right. Do that, JD, Jeff. we're opening this up for everybody else. It's good to talk to you though, man. Happy, have a happy new year. All right. Happy, happy new year. Happy new year, buddy. Phone line is open. Let's talk. Yeah, I started re- rewatching Smallville, uh, because, uh, Jesus, I was man. bored. <laughs> There's so much good stuff. I know. Watch. I know. Seriously. Look, I like it. Uh, it. It goes off the rails several seasons in. It, it goes off the rails so fast. No. Look, <laughs> Yeah, you can't compare shit to the comic constantly. I get I'm it. I'm not comparing it to the comic. I'm not at all. It is. You a, really want me to go back into this? Like, you have a Superman show without Superman. What is the least interesting part about Superman? Everything in his life that happened before he was fucking Superman. That's not true. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who this? Hey, uh, resident Aquaman superfan Patrick. Patrick. Hello, Patrick. Hello, sir. How are we today? 
I'm I'm doing all right. I'm I'm having a hard time listening to all this uh, Star Wars apologizing. <laughs> uh, and from and from where I don't expect it, I expect that from Joe, but I don't expect that from you, Matt. I'm not apologizing. I said what? straight up, there are some serious problems with the movie. I had fun with it, but there's definitely some serious problems. And on Pawn, no, I'm not the movie. I'm I'm talking Mandalorian. Oh, the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. The, 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 I just got like, the time with. I understand, but someone called in, you know, saying like, "Well, we don't know where Baby Yoda's from." And he's like, oh, "I don't even know that." I don't. Uh, there's, uh, there's, uh, there's no, there's no real progress in the plot. Well, I don't need progress in the plot. <laughs> I, I, I don't need a real story. I didn't say I don't need progress in the plot. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I, I, I like the way that it's paced as the Western that it is, and there's things that mm-hmm. we don't need to know, and the Mandalorian doesn't know. Yeah, so you're apologizing it, for it. Like it's going into the red. It looks like we're all good. All right. That's all good. All right. Yeah. Sorry. But it's fine. Technical, it's fine. That it's fine. I can, get, okay. I can, I want to, I get tired of it all this from this episode off. It's fine. I can do that. I have that power. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I will say, uh, I will, I will defend the Mandalorian in the sense that like, I understand where Harvey's coming from. We did not get any answers. Sure. But I also did not expect them to answer every question. Right. I didn't expect them to really answer any questions. I, like, and I also think we got one question. We got the answer to one question, and that is what we already assumed is that Mandalorians aren't a race. It's a you know, it's a yeah, yeah. society or a, a creed or whatever. That's what got. Right. Which I also believe in a in a, a previous uh, episode, Matt had said, "Oh, I don't even know what the deal with Mandalorians are." <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. We, I, but now, but I now we do. But said, now we do. It's like, oh, that's great. I'm glad that I know. We need to know. What with I said I wanted to know, is it either a race or a creed or both? I just need to know. And now we know it's a bit of both. You know. There are Mandalorians. There are people they take in that become Mandalorians. There are there are people from the planet Mandalore yeah. that I assume are called Mandalorians. Well, would, one would guess. Uh, this, in the this, same sense that we are called Earthlings. Right. <laughs> but they, that, this, this, this that does not mean they are in the Mandalorian You can creed. convert to Mandalorian just like yeah, you can convert right. to Judaism, you know. Right, you might you might be from the, Israel. The, that don't make you Jewish. There's some hardcore like Mandalorians. You'd be like, well, your mom was a Mandalorian, so that doesn't count. But you know, <laughs> well, he married into Mandalorian, you know, or whatever. <laughs> some of my best friends You're are Mandalorian. Quarter Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't know our struggle. Um, oh. this, this does tie into what I did really uh, call in for is my my knowing that it is a creed. My Mandalorian hot take is that uh, Mandalorians are racist, like super racist. In what sense? Have you ever, in what sense? Okay. Uh, any Mandalorians that we've ever seen have only spoken common, uh, basic, or whatever they call it. Right. Like there's a bunch of races out there in the Star Wars universe, right? Yeah. The only ones that we've seen in, in, in the armor, even in that big pile of armor, have been very just, they're all humanoid. Yeah. Shapes. There are no like, we've seen some, Unda Gunda we, Mandalorians out oh, there. Right. Right. Yeah. We've seen some crazy looking races in uh, in the Star Wars universe, and a lot of those would not fit in that armor. Yeah, like there's <laughs> so there's no Admiral Akbar's running around. Yeah, like is there like right. a is there like a Subulba Mandalorian? Yeah, totally. <laughs> like Rodian Mandalorian, right. exactly. Dexter, so, Jackster. There's, yeah. There's no Gungan. There's no Gungan Mandalorians. Oh. Uh, now I need there to be a Gungan Mandalorian. <laughs> but there, yeah, so there. But but there there's we we know for, uh, we've seen a good number of Mandalorians and even just armor and none of them would fit under there. So the only logical conclusion is that they're a bunch of racists and they only allow <laughs> allow those races that would perfectly fit into that armor shape. 
Hey, you I know mean, what? From what we've seen, yeah, Mandalore all for human, Mandalorians, buddy. Okay, they're all humanoids, as far as uh, we know. Yeah, we. Uh, yeah, at this point, so. God, you, can, you can be you can be from anywhere as long as you fit fit within this specific set of racial qualities. Like it's not like they handcraft each piece individually for every Mandalorian or anything. Well, they uh, they, do, they totally they do. Yeah, they do. Oh man, I'm sorry. That's Always what the armorer did. I don't think you're gonna fit stopped. into anything on the rack, buddy. I'm yeah, sorry. Like, uh, we love it, but the three eyes. We stops. might have to like special That's order something. Sorry, walrus head. You know, but you got that big <laughs> butt mouth thing, and it just won't fit in there. You know who you could know? fit into the Mandalorian armor? Me and Nub. I don't know. He's got some big ears. I don't ears. think so. I think he's he got could. some big ears and a weird shaped head. No, no, it's that, just that round. Weird, it's that just wide round. cheeks. He's, no, he's got the face. wide cheeks. Yeah, he's not getting that head in there. I, I that mean, weird no. like reptile chipmunk head of his. No way. That's not fitting in there. A reptile yeah. chipmunk. So yeah, it's got my, like chipmunk I, cheeks and like he's got gills. You know, like. <laughs> 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 I, I'm, my my guess is that that's like the the you never take off the helmet and stuff like that. It's not any sort of honor bound thing. It's more of an excuse to keep certain people out of the tribe. Okay, I think you're reaching like, now. <laughs> no, no, like, uh, like you know, and Akbar comes in and it's like, uh, yeah, we let you in, but you got to fit in this helmet. You can never take it off. So uh, I guess you can't uh, join our little club. You Sorry, can work it's, not, it's totally not. It's, it's not because you're a squid person. Yes, it's because this is the law of our religion. They're totally open to you working at the Mandalorian Country Club, but you cannot play golf at the. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what what uh what if uh uh, just the Mandalorians as just a culture for people that are just real uggos, like they're real down on their own self, th- their own physical appearance. So they're just like, yeah, put that helmet on me. I'll never take it off. Well, yeah, but then then all the Star Wars universe would be in there because they're all uggos. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Adam Wednesday in the chat says uh, they do say in the finale that the Jedi wiped out most of the original Mandalorians, so we don't know. There could have been some aliens. They in there. do say that, but there's also speculation. Like, is that true? Did the Empire cast was the, it Jedi? the Jedi or was it the Sith? Oh, there, cast that in a different light. You know, like we don't big, know. Conveniently, big, all the ones that are left are. So what they did is, hot. yeah, we'll let you in, but you go on the front lines. You're the first ones to go down. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah, all died. exactly. <laughs> uh, we need all the Mon Calamaris to be in the front row, immediately behind <laughs> them, the Hut Mandalorians. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll be like four or five rows back. Hut slithering around. I, think I would, I would die to see a, a, a Hut Mandalorian. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Jedi, uh, that's why Mando was confused, uh, why he was being ordered to protect a Jedi when they were considered enemies. Yeah, I've, I have right. a feeling that there is probably some Imperial propaganda going on there. Yeah. The Jedis weren't running around slaughtering people. I have a feeling like it was either Sith or there was a Sith attack or the Empire it, did I mean, it. But and there's only ever two like, Sith. And then they were like, oh, the Jedi. the Jedi came in and killed them all. And that was the story they were told. And it just it's been years. And, Tom, and that's what we Thomas did. Branch says we're going way too deep on the Mandalorian. We definitely are. This is way <laughs> too deep. For dive. Patrick, do you have a best of 2019 comic book wise? Uh, No. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, it's, it's the, the game's too hard. You know, even, even the best of the year, 
uh, let alone best of the decade. It's, it's too much pressure. Just, yeah, it's too much pressure. I don't think it is. Look, look man, look, <laughs> I, I, I'm happy that you have the kind of mind that, that, that can just answer those sort of questions. I do not. For me, that's too much anxiety. I was like, oh, but this was great. Oh, but what about this? And like, I, I will turn myself into a spiral and I will never come out. <laughs> so I'm not going to even go down that. So don't expect a Mad Titan ten uh, top 10 best comics of 2019 is what you're saying. Uh, I might do the best top like 100, which would just pretty much be everything. <laughs> everything like, was it was great. all great. I read everything 100 comics this year Everyone and they were all my favorite place metal. Thank you for I gave participating. Gold star to comic of 2019. You did it. The comic, mad, you did it. The mad Titan 2019 <laughs> comic participation <laughs> celebration. Comics. You did it. <laughs> you were a comic. Congratulations. All right. We're, we're going to open this phone line back up, Patrick. It is good to talk to you. All right. Have, Have a happy new year. Later, dude. Bye. Uh, Justin also pointed out that Jason Sudeikis was one of the trooper. The yes, Adam Pally was, was the Adam other one. Pally. It was so great. And that dialogue was great. I know. And they like just canonically cannot shoot that fucking can. <laughs> it's like terrible shots. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was very good. That was my favorite. Totally That's probably great. my favorite scene in the whole season. And every time Jason Sudeikis like hit Baby Yoda, Kenny C was like, oh, come on. I know. And then the I second was upset. time, like, that is enough. <laughs> I was I was upset about the hitting I, of the Baby Yoda. I just started hitting our dogs to see if that upset oh, her as much, you. and it really didn't. That's a strange thing. <laughs> Go, your dogs didn't, are not as cute as Baby Yoda. Her at all. Look, I want to settle this debate once and for all, because once Rise of Sky- Skywalker came out, everyone was like, uh, Babu Frick is better than Baby Yoda. They're two they're apples and oranges, man. They're two totally different. Absolutely characters. not. Yeah, I mean, come on. It, there is no better than whatever. Or cuter, or whatever like, you want to call Frick it. Was rad. I like the idea that there's little aliens and they grow up and they look sure. like that and they've got funny little voices. Yeah. Cool. No fucking way. Babu Frick a, is cuter than Baby Yoda. Get out of here with that shit. I'm not even having a stupid conversation. Give me a break. Here, I'm just gonna lay this out. Baby Yoda is very cute, and it's a cool idea. Is it the end-all be-all of the cutest thing that's ever happened in the fucking world and I need a t-shirt and a mug and I need to put it on my yes. background, my computer? I do. No. Yes. And you know what? I'm a little over it. I'm a little over Stop it. it. Now I'd like to know more about the actual character. We got it. It's cute. Now Baby like Yoda is the more. cutest thing to ever happen to Star Wars. Uh, okay. That is a fact. Fuck you, Ewoks. Go to hell. The Ewoks are not cute. Go They're ugly. The baby Ewoks? You can look at the baby Ewoks. They've got their weird ass lip faces. Little, no. Wow. Ewoks are gross You're a looking. Monster. You are a monster. Look, sorry. Not every baby is cute. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm sorry, ma'am. Your baby is ugly. 402-819-4894. Uh, who posted this? Was it Adam? Uh, Adam posted a link to the uh, Mandalorian uh, war in the chat. I will definitely be looking at that later when yeah. we got time to read this. And I don't know if any of this stuff still counts. Wikipedia. Yeah. I mean, like, that's a tough part. Yeah. This is from the modern comics. The modern comics are canon. This is from Marvel? This is a an image from a modern Star Wars comic book, yes. I don't think that was a Marvel book, a Mandalorian Wars. That wasn't Marvel, so I don't know if it counts, dude. Look, I'm telling you, this is from a Marvel comic. This is not from a Dark Horse comic. How do you know that? I can tell just by looking at the art. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't even know. Or is that just a uh, picture? Some of, these, uh, some of these might I be. I think that Dark might Wars. just be a picture, dude. No, it's from a comic. Matt. I'm saying that was a picture from a comic, but I don't know of any Marvel Mandalorian Wars. There has been no, I will say it. There's no, not been a Marvel Mandalorian Wars comic book. And if it's not at Marvel, nobody, nobody we is, don't know if it counts. Nobody Marvel is, wiped a bunch of that shit clean. Nobody is saying that there was a series titled The Mandalorian Wars. This is an article on Wikipedia about The Mandalorian Wars. I agree. And we don't know if this is 
real or not anymore. Any of this shit. We don't know. Oh, shut up. So Just shut up. They're rewriting all of it. That's what a bunch of people are mad about with the new Star Wars movies, too. So we'll see. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All right. Darth Raven. Uh, Let's go to our friend, Jimmy Randall. Or no, BS the three. He gave us one. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. All right. Come on, Jimmy. What was that, Sloden? What was the best video game you played this year? Mm. 2019. Oof. Might be that Star Wars game. That Star Wars game is fun, and I really like it. I will say there are things about it that are kind of frustrating reward-wise. Like, it does a lot of things that I like in Metroid, where you got to figure out the way to go and all this stuff. and you have to come back when you have more power. But the world is also open enough that it's like, I've spent so much time dying trying to figure out like well can't i just fucking jump over there <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah i mean that's where the dark souls kind of definitely influence some, comes in yeah there's definitely some frustration there um i did start playing that sikiru game and it is amazing <laughs> it is absolutely amazing and i see why it's number one on a lot of people's lists all right bs3 nerds it's bs3 happy hanukkah merry christmas um I figured I'd call in because my wife had a, a question for me and I realized it was a powers question I needed help on. Maybe you can help me. So she says to me, so did Superman have his powers on Krypton? I said, no, no, he didn't have exposure to the yellow sun yet. No. Uh, they ended up talking about things like crypt, the kryptonite core of Krypton. That sort of thing. So he developed his powers on Earth. So, okay. Uh, does he lose his powers at night? I said, no, no, no. He... He, he stores them, you know. He, he stored his power. Like a battery. And right. uh, she asked if his powers ever run out. Yes. And that is something where I uh, had pause because I don't know if he runs out of power. Seen it happen plenty of times. I thinking more and more about Superman 4 um, mm-hmm. and whether or not Superman ever runs out of power like his evil clone, the nuclear man. Uh, I don't know and, if we uh, looked at that movie have an answer. answers. <laughs> I feel like there were some specific storylines where it happened, but I don't know if his powers run out or if exposure to different light that nullifies it, but maybe you can help. <laughs> uh, what's it take for Superman's batteries to run out? Is that not how we understand his powers anymore? Before That's you say question. anything. Thanks, nerds. Bye. I love this. Let's make this an Ask a Nerd. This is good because we can talk about this and suggest some storylines and stuff where the whole story of Superman's power ran out. All right. Well, he called in this morning as well. That's so a great one. We can save this one for Ask That's Nerd. a really good one. Yeah. We'll, we will do an Ask Nerd uh, segment on that because there is a lot of discussion about how his power works, why it works a certain way, and we have definitely seen it run out. We'll get into it. That's a good one, though. Uh, Thomas Branch uh, has a contender for best video game, The Outer Worlds. Yeah, it's up there. I haven't played that. I it's heard it's fucking fantastic. good. Yes. Yeah. It's like if you miss, if you miss, like, good 3d fallout oh really it's great it's it's made by the same studio and writers that made fallout new vegas okay which was a different studio than the main fallout franchise right uh but new vegas is widely considered the best of the modern fallout games and it's it scratches that itch it's wonderful new vegas was the last one i played stopped like i like i like fallout 4 it's fine i but i petered out halfway through yeah it i just kind of felt like we already did this 
in a different it's game. It's very similar to Fallout 3. That was better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I like it just fine. I like Fallout. I'm not even touching the fucking online one. No. Fallout 76. No I have interest. no interest. No. The best part about Fallout is that I did not have to interact with actual people. <laughs> the best play, The best thing about Fallout was that it was not Fortnite. That was sure, my favorite yeah, right. thing about it. Yeah. I don't care to play a Fallout game that's Fortnite. If I want to play Fortnite, I will go and do that. You know? I mean, and I don't have a problem with it's Fortnite. It's not exactly Fortnite, but yeah, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. It's like they're the, getting the last their thing chocolate I want, in my peanut butter. The you last know? thing I want is... Uh, the last thing I want is for me to be like, all right, I spent all this time gathering these resources, yeah. finding these weapons, building my uh, building my settlement, and then some randos show up and kill right. me and steal all my shit. Yeah, fourteen year old. No comes, thanks. Takes my stuff and then does the butt dance on my corpse. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, yeah. That teabag your guy, and then leaves me a uh, voicemail with a bunch of racial slurs. Yeah, a lot of a lot of real homophobic <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like already already Fallout Four was moving into that like i fucking hate crafting yeah i hate crafting do not force me to build well, anything well nope i don't mind sometimes when you gotta, like move your gems around and change your armor and stuff <laughs> like, that's, that's that's a little kind of, different but it, but fun. but like i i don't hate crafting farming Yes, farming is yeah, like yeah. that. That's uh, where the game becomes just a grind. Do like, not make, do not okay. put chores in my video game. Let's go find more ore. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like if I kill something and I get something for that, and then it's like, oh yeah, you can use the gem that was in its stomach to do this or whatever. Okay, but I don't want to go like time to dig. Oh, gotta buy your shovel first. Well, guess I'll have to cut some grass <laughs> and sell it for money, and yeah. then you're like I can buy a yeah, shovel. Yeah, I don't so like I that shit either. The hole. I don't like you know, that like shit dig either. In the hole. Someone shoots me in the head, jumps in my hole, takes what I do. Like, yeah, damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I just want to go on quests. I want to shoot monsters. Yeah, like give me a story. And if I get stuff doing that, that's like one thing where Monster Hunter was pretty good. Like, yeah. If you monster hunter, you have to grind too, though. You do, but you grind killing stuff. Sure, you know, like that is the grind. It's like killing cool looking shit. I'm all right with that. Yeah, I'm not like World of Warcraft where I take out my pickaxe. And <laughs> nothing. <laughs> oh, but your mining went up to two. One one hundred thousandth of what you need. <laughs> yeah. You know, like okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, Patrick. Crafting and resource management, that is not inherent to every video game. No. And it is don't even put that on me. No, I mean like it is it is present in a lot, but there's good ways to do it and there's lousy ways to do it. So all right. Yeah, I, I am not into that. Voice uh, we got a best of the decade from Jimmy Randall here. All right. Whoa. G'day Joe and Matt. G'day listeners and welcome to my little tiny corner of the internet where I have about two minutes to sum up the greatest things that happened in the last decade. So Let's jump right into it. For me, TV show of the decade, absolutely. The Flash, hands down. Oh. Okay, cool. Everyone knows that. Everyone loves The Flash. Best movie moment of the decade was, of course, Cap picking up Mjolnir. But the best movie for me for the decade was Arrival by um, that guy, Dennis Villeneuve. That movie, I loved it. Mm -hmm. it, uh, it was proper hardcore sci-fi. We haven't seen something like that in a very, very long time. All right, best comics of the decade for me. Uh, I'd call it a single issue, but it's a two-part storyline, and it's from a Superman rebirth. Pete Tomasi, art by Doug Mankey, um, number eight and number nine, The Return to Dinosaur good Island. Oh, awesome Darwin good. Cook tribute. Yeah. Really, New really loved callback. it. Yeah. Um, all right, last one for me, or second last one, is Game of the Decade. I put a bit of thought into this. 
and that was 2013's The Last of Us. Mm. Uh, the Last of Us for me, that um, it kickstarted what I call the gaming renaissance that we are in the thick of at the moment in that <laughs> games don't treat you like a kid anymore. The Last of Us was the first game to actually treat you like an adult. It, you know, believe it or not, the average age of a gamer in 2019 is 45 years old. So it, it really? caters to our tastes. Um, you know, and it paved the way for the new style of games we're seeing now. You know, uh, even Uncharted 4 was pretty adult. Uh, we've got, you know, basically all the Sony games, all the way up to Spider-Man. That game was as amazing as what it was. It had no right to be as deep and amazing as, um, as what it actually turned out to be. It could yeah. have just been a stupid little superhero romp. But no, they gave it a lot of heart. Um, you know, so that's it. The Last of Us, Game of the Decade. All right, and final award here. I've got the envelope. It is Podcast of the Decade. Let's just open it up. And the award goes to... Oh, I fanboy. Tell him Steve Dave. Oh, Wait. tell him Steve. Oh, no, no, two-headed nerd. <laughs> Shit, I got Steve Harvey. Remember when he did that at that uh, beauty pageant or whatever? Anyway, that's my attempt at a joke. You guys rock. It's been an amazing, amazing decade listening to you guys, interacting with you guys. I look forward to the next decade. Um, all right. Love you guys. Jimmy out. Love you too, Jimmy. Jimmy. Thank you. What a sweet guy. Your support is uh, what a sweet guy. very important to us. We really appreciate it. Was Spider-Man this year? Or was, uh, was Spider-Man came right? out uh, like late, late last year. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that mm-hmm. easily would have been my game of the year. Yeah, Man, I, I did love Spider-Man. so much of that. Man, that was great. Uh, gosh. Yeah, I, I, I did a game of the year uh, countdown, and Star Wars Fallen Order was my favorite. Fair enough. I think I'm still playing it. I'm still having fun with it. Yeah. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who this? It's Brian Domingos. Brian Domingos. Hello. Good to hear from you, sir. Hey, thanks. Um, <laughs> that was dramatic. I thought we were going to get into something. <laughs> what do you want to rap about today, sir? Um, you know, I, I've been trying, I've been looking at like the, the your decade question and there's just, I don't know, I feel like there's more stuff than ever. So it's really impossible to... Um, to, to say like, oh, this is the definitive thing. Um, I don't know if it's because it's so close, but I think, um, I, I don't, I think if you had said five or 10 or 15 years ago that there would be like three Supermans in the same TV show. And like, I think crisis <laughs> yeah. on the TV show is just so insane and, and so unpredictable and, um, it's nuts. I'll give you that. <laughs> it, it works. I know, I know you're not a fan of all the stuff there. Um, Matt, I mean, I'm not, hundred percent either. But, um, I just think it's just one of those things like when you're Marvel and you're making the movies and you can do anything you want, like you can put anything you want, you know, you're going to make a million bucks, but like, it's a little riskier with TV. Yeah. And, um, they, um, they did some, I mean, they had Huntress from the birds of prey garbage TV show yeah. for like, you know, yeah. 20 seconds. And, well, the good news is you know, she probably wasn't sort of, too busy. So. <laughs> <laughs> most of, most of them were available. So yeah, like, I have I a feeling. Literally anything you want. Yeah. Like, well, I'm supposed to, to be at Poughkeepsie Con so. this weekend, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess I could skip. <laughs> I got to do the and, local auto and, show, but, uh, yeah. as long as I'm done by then. <laughs> Yeah, me and Samwise are sa- signing on baseball in, uh, <laughs> yeah. in Idaho, but I guess we can make it. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I have to, I have to admit, like, it's so gutsy. It, it's such a gutsy move for it them uh, to do this because it's one thing to be like, let me, let me run this past you, uh, civilians. 
multiple Earths. Yeah. All right. Totally. Okay. All right. I get it. I get it. Like we've seen, we've seen a lot of movies. We get it. We can wrap our heads around the idea of parallel Earths. Uh, I hold up, buckle up. We're only getting started. <laughs> uh, like just some of the ideas that the DC uh, uh, TV universe has put out into the world at large. Right. That I was like, this is something that's only for me. Yeah. And it, it's uh, only for me. That It is monumental. I'm not taking anything away from it. It's not. I, no, I get it. It's I not just for don't everybody. love all the shows. You don't have to say that every time we talk about it. I we know. already know. But it is it is monumental what they have done. Yeah. I just. I, and I, I think it goes to show like loosen the fuck up. Right. WB. Also. Yeah. Take trust your some audience. Chances with your movies. Yeah. Trust Feel your free, audience. You know, yes. like just take some chances. Your thoughts, Brian? Brian. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I, I'm, I'm listening to you. No, I, uh, mean, I, I think they're they're definitely um, swinging for a fence. I don't know which which fence. Sure, right. right. It might not be in the in the same uh, on the same field, right? <laughs> but in, in this uh, in, in this new Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey movie, they're doing they're going for broke on something. I don't know. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, they, yeah, definitely balls it, to it the walls. Could, it could, God like, damn it. We know okay. you love the Suicide Squad. We all know you did. And now we're going to prove to you that you did. <laughs> like, well, you know what? It's not, it's not like they pick like the worst part of the movie. They, it's not like a, you know, it's not like, God forbid, they made a Joker spinoff or something. But, sure, uh, right. Yeah. Or no, they, are they uh, further adventures of like the Aztec God that went after? Like, like, <laughs> right. It's like, what? I'm not, I like, I'm still not sure who the villain of Suicide Squad the movie was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I also like, um, it, they didn't go all in on their slip not solo film yeah so thank thank Definitely. you for that yeah no doubt um, um i think i think adam beach is pretty terrible and he i had exactly enough adam beach so that that was like <laughs> yeah, yes that was like a easter egg for me i'm like oh great that oh okay that was good yeah he's in all the promos um he lasted a, 11 seconds on screen and that's great <laughs> um, so oh yeah i i gotta i gotta hand it to at least the tv division at at as Warner Brothers, I don't even know. I don't even know who they report to. Like Warner Brothers Films, is it all the same company? Uh, Warner Brothers is might it, not is know it if separate? Like Marvel Studios was separate. I have a feeling Warner Brothers every once in a while goes, "That is still on the air, really?" <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> who's working on this show? Get them! Did uh, like, you know nobody knows where they are. <laughs> every every time they change directors on the Flash movie, someone's like, "Wait, there's a TV show?" <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Right. <laughs> do you have uh, do you have any favorite comics of the? Oh, it's a lot of pressure. We already talked about that, didn't we? Of the, of, the, uh, the of, of picking your favorite, no, that was, your, uh, that your was favorite Patrick. comics. That was Patrick crying about that. The decade or the year, whatever you yeah. you think you might it's have an answer. For. Um, what do you have the most fun I, with? This I don't year? know. Um, yeah, you know, I and I I, I have it the uh, the collected edition. I'm going to sit down at some point this uh, the next couple of days. Um, Little Bird um, oh, yeah. is so great with Ian Bertram and the the artwork on that. And I don't remember a lot of the stories because it was, I don't know, a while ago. But I'm looking forward to sitting down and the, the nice hardcover and just kind of like taking it all in at once. Um, I think um, that's, that's a good one. Um, and it's, you know, creator-owned and all that, which yeah. is always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I, I think it's in one of the more important comic stories that I don't think has paid off for as many people as I would hope it would, but maybe in the future is the, um, the panel syndicate format, uh, oh, with, right. with, you mm-hmm. know, Brian Kavon and, and, uh, uh, what uh, Marcos Martin, the, uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, where they did the private eye where they basically yeah. say it's for free or whatever you want to pay us. And they made a fuckload of money. Yeah. And, um, and it's great. It's and it's cool like idea. that format, like why everyone isn't doing it. I don't know. And yeah. I, and I don't know if there's some other issue or, I mean, it, I, I mean, he's a big name, but, yeah. but he's not a, he's, he's not a working guy these days. You know, it's like, you don't see him everywhere. So like, why, why someone like, you know, Hickman or Remender, someone with like a, a solid indie background isn't trying to do that. I don't know. Because um, it's easy. It's just like a PayPal account and you just send us money and we'll, True. we'll email you a link. Yeah. Like, I wonder, I, I wonder think if we it will is. see more of that, but I do still think that like you have a company like Image Comics that has such cool people running it. And I mean, like you don't hear about Image screwing people over. You don't hear about image telling it like editorial overriding stuff. So I feel like a lot of those guys, I mean, are, there is no editorial. Yeah. I, image. Mean, I uh, think I, they're perfectly happy I working think, in that. I system. think that there are a lot of misconceptions about how image comics as an entity works. Um, image comics does not pay those people. Yeah. Like they don't, they make money when their comic sells. Right. You know, that's, they get to put the image eye on it and image does promo. Yeah. But it's not like these people are working for hire. No, it's a, re- it's, it's a record it's, label basically. Yeah. I mean, um, I, and I think I wonder with with Brian K. Vaughn and you know, your your point about why aren't other comic creators trying this model. I wonder if it has something to do with Brian K. Vaughn being in a more comfortable place, like just as a human being, like he was a successful TV producer yeah. and writer having money. to throw uh, around You know, just- he he's not necessarily beholden to the sales of his comic um, like somebody like uh, Ed Brisson or, or, or even Rick Remender might be. Right. Um, I mean, I'm just assuming I, like, I don't know anything about Brian K. Vaughn's personal life, but I, I, I have to assume yeah. that the risk for him was maybe a little less. Well, he's definitely got more Hollywood money than a lot of those yeah. people. So um, that helps. I mean, it's, it's, it's always interesting. The, you know, when a, you know, a writer goes creator owned, they could do, you know, like, a um, I'm trying to think of someone who's still doing it, but like, you know, like a, and Ed Brisson could do some, you know, he could do two or three, you know, garbage Marvel miniseries or yeah, you know, right, a, right. some bat spinoff, but still do a creator own book. You know, he can write, you know, for, you know, let me look at Cullen Bunn. He, at yeah. his peak, he was running like seven, he had seven books a month coming out. Yeah, oh, and he full on admits, I do this stuff so I can fund the stuff I want to do. Yeah, right. I write, I write and, this shitty X-Men title so that right. I can put out Harrow like, County I'll, or whatever. I can fire that stuff out of my sleep so yeah. I can bring you Dark Arc and stuff. I yeah. Mean, so I don't, I don't know, but you know, and, and I mean, it's always a little more disappointing to me or I'm more apprehensive when it's, when it's like Cliff Chang saying like, Oh, I'm doing this creator own book I've wanted to do. And I go, Oh, so he's going to be on this book for the next year. Mm-hmm. And I hope I like it, you know, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, paper girls, I didn't really care about. So it was like, okay, well, I'm just going to ignore him. Unfortunately. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does maybe and, uh, a mini, you know, a mini series or an eight issue, uh, eight page story somewhere. And maybe I'll see him again soon. But right. Yeah. Um, these, these creators you that, know, you know, are only good for one project at a right. time. And Which if you don't totally like the book unique. they're on, well then <laughs> yeah. I guess you don't get to read your favorite creator for a yeah. while. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's a little bummer, but yeah, I, I hope more people do that because it, it's an, it, it's a, it seems on paper like a really easy process and I yeah. don't know. I mean, and, and they didn't even have a regular schedule. It was like, Oh, nope. you get an email. There's a new issue. Yep. Yeah. It's um, done when it's done. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's like web, I mean, web comics, it, it was uh, essentially the same model, uh, except that like web comics, a, a lot of web comics, when they got to the point where they could monetize, they were making money off of like 
selling merch or ads on their site, like sure. ad revenue. Um, Panel Syndicate website is it's like a 1997 GeoCities wall of text. Yeah, and you where it's like, like select your comment, select your issue click number, plug the in page. the number you want to pay. Yeah, yeah, and then they email you a PDF. Yeah, um, yeah. It it almost seemed too like the first. I remember the first issue came out, and I was like, "Is this real? Like it's too simple. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's so you don't need a login. You don't need like yeah. It's, and it's yeah. It, and that's the thing that that you know it's just so surprising. It's like. I, if I had the talent and any sort of following, I would do that. You know, like it's, you make an account and you have a simple website and you get a, you know, I mean, everybody's got a, some sort of uh, email list these days, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're looking for one to sign up for that, get Chip Zdarsky's newsletter. It's, it's a pretty good read. Um, But, you know, you get a minor following, like why Warren Ellis isn't doing this, I don't know. Right. I think Ellis is an old studio guy. He knows what he does. He's comfy there. Yeah. And I think he. So, but I, he has like, no shortage of work. So I, I do agree. Like I wish that more creators would take risks like this, or like yeah. the TKO, uh, we'll the TKO that. model. We'll continue to see where that. it's just like, hey, here's all the books. Right. You know, we're just gonna mail you all the books, or here's a here's a here's a slipcase, or here's a hard a hardcover of it. Who was it that was doing like those binge projects where like they sold the first uh, issue? That was Scout Comics. Was a scout, and then like where it was like here's the first issue, the trades out in two weeks. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> or it was like three months or something like that. But they want to see how it's sold, and then yeah. they go boom, there you yeah, go. Yeah, here's the rest. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think and, and, mixing and, it up, mixing up the the distribution model is. It's so refreshing when when somebody comes out and tries something new like that. Yeah, it's also probably the future of the industry. It's just a matter of like when do we start seeing more of it? And I bet this, I bet we do real quick here. With little successes well, that like that or add up for creators more than they do for major companies. So that and, and I I totally agree. And that's kind of what I was thinking because I was going chronologically like trying to make a list of things that happened and and I saw how long ago that first private eye issue, you know installment came out and I was yeah. like, that was like eight years ago. Wow. Like it was a long time ago. It took a little while. Three, you know, maybe <laughs> it's six. been a little while. But it was like, that was, so that's the thing. It's like, here's this new thing that we have proof that it works and no one else is doing it. And so I'm like, when is someone going to do that? But maybe this sort of time where people go back and they reflect and it's like, I totally forgot that I should do that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the next year we'll see more of that, but we'll see. Brian, you know, thank you for your call. We'll have a happy new year, brother. Look forward to speaking you too, to you in later. the coming uh, year. Thanks, Brian. Sounds good. Have a good time. Yeah. All right, man. Bye, buddy. Yeah, okay. I, 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 he's totally right. Like it, it, and literally, you could go to the Panel Syndicate website and be like, "Send me this for nothing," and they'd be like, "Okay, yeah, they just give it to you." If you wanted to be that guy, you could do that. Uh, and uh, and it's it paid off for them in spades because they he went on to do. Uh, was it still Marcos Martin or was it a different artist? I forget. Uh, they put out another one called Barrier. I don't. That wasn't Marcos Martin. That was somebody else. Uh, it, but it was Brian Kimon. Yeah. It was uh, Brian and Kimon. then there was another. Was uh, the, uh, uh, Gilbert Montes or Albert Montes uh, uh, Universe, which I loved. Uh, they like br- they they brought on people to do books that they weren't even involved in that yeah. were part of panel syndicate i i i will fully admit like i have no problem stealing from major companies that i feel are overcharging and shit like that but when a creator puts out something directly like that i will always pay for it i always will because i know exactly where the money's going and i feel good about that uh, the music industry has figured this out strangely not necessarily the music industry but 
musicians have figured this out. And they are, have a very similar model where they're saying, I'm putting out a new record. Do you guys want to throw some money at it? And everybody goes, yeah. And then you get the record. They pay for it in advance and you get the record afterwards and all kinds of other. Maybe you get a T-shirt or maybe you get tickets to a show or stuff like that. And the money goes straight to them. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, we'll oh, see more. There's all kinds of stuff on the panel. Send to get website. Uh, Barrier was Marcos Martin. Brian Cavon and Marcos Martin. Uh, Universe by Albert Montes. Uh, Universe was amazing. Yeah. Black Hand. Iron Head uh, by David Lopez, Umami by Ken Nomura. Uh, I did not read Umami. No, I haven't. I haven't either. Check that one out. Uh, uh, there was a, a pilot issue one shot. I remember uh, Jay Farber uh, put out called Glacier City. Oh, yeah. That was really good. Uh, they did that Walking Dead. Uh, they did that Walking Dead story. Brian came on and Marcus Martin did. Uh, Walking Dead, the alien. Yeah. All right. We got one more call left. And it's PS3 is real call. Come on. And then we'll discuss our uh, our best of the decade and set you up for our golden Beppos next week. Nerds, it's Black Scorpion number three. How are you? I'm at the in-laws right now, so I can't watch live. I don't know what's going on. But uh, I want to call in to talk about the uh, creators of the decade. And um, <clears throat> in all honesty, it's got to be two-headed nerd, right? Oh, stop uh, I feel like you guys have built a community Get out of here. dialogue about If that were true, we'd have more than 10 to, people watching on uh, Facebook right all now. kinds of uh, <laughs> uptight uh, fanboys with egos. Uh, and it's not like that here. So shout out to you guys. And, and the hardest working uh, uh, creator in the business right now, I think it's writer Carl Smith. I don't know if you've seen his uh, resume as of late. But that guy's really turning out materials, and uh, I, I thank you guys for um, connecting me in the first place. All right. Happy New Year. I'll talk to you soon. Carl Smith, I'll see if there's one thing I'll say about Carl Smith, dude doesn't fuck around. He puts out a ton of crap. He's a huckster. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I this is weird, but every, I remember the first time I realized that two people that had no business knowing each other uh, became friends because of us. <laughs> And it was uh, New Mutant and John Bunger. Uh, and I was like, wait a minute. How do you know? <laughs> wait a and now they're like, they have their own podcast. Yeah. They play D&D together. Yeah. And I was just like, just the idea that we had like, dinner with we, him last time we were in New York. Yeah. Great guy. Love just him. the idea that like this stupid thing that we do brought anybody at all together is just yeah. warms my heart. Well, there is. Yeah, we've got a really cool community. And it's is it huge? No, but it's tight knit. I like that, and I like that we're not a bunch of shitheads, and I like that we're not fighting off trolls, and we're not, you know, like, we spout off and we say our crap, sure, but it's all in good fun, and we're here to celebrate this crap that we love, this nerdy garbage yeah. that we love, that that distracts us from how terrible and meaningless our real lives are, you know? <laughs> I mean, we could be at cats right now, but... <laughs> That's true. It can't be all bad. So, my best of the decade, I didn't even have to think about it. As far as comics goes, there was one title and creator that was there almost the entire decade that really nailed what I love about superhero comics and comic booking and sort of reinvigorated the title. And it was Jason Aaron's Thor. There is no question in my mind mm -hmm. that when we look back 
at the 2010s, teens, whatever you want to call them, Jason Aaron's Thor is going to be a legendary run because before Jason Aaron, Thor was fine at best, but it was wandering around trying to figure out what it needed to do. And even the first couple Thor movies, which we enjoyed, we just watched Thor 2 again. And screw you guys, it said it sucked. It was pretty good. It was fun. <laughs> I had fun watching but it. But we don't have that fun movie Thor, I don't think, without Jason, without character. Uh, creators like Jason Aaron and Matt Fraction who reinvigorated that character and I don't think there's any question it is the best single run of Thor that's ever been published it beats Simonson for me now it really does and it did such a Marvel thing it showed that Marvel was not afraid to take chances with their characters and was really going for it they were bringing everything in house at the time and the movies were coming out and stuff like that and we were learning a new marvel comics basically and i don't think anything encompassed that feeling more than his thor fair it is far and away my best of the decade yeah fair uh you know it's hard for me to pick a favorite comic specifically of the decade um because there's just there's so much and especially with the show we've talked about it sure. a, a time or two it's like i and i just uh, pick the thing that i for remember me, for like, me personally it's hard it? to stay invested in any one thing right. because we try so hard to read different things right um but uh i mean that's an excuse at the end of the day i can make more time but um i think for me uh my favorite thing of the decade w- was uh jonathan hickman's work uh at marvel uh, I, I just, uh, the way he, and same with Jason Aaron and Thor, it's just the way that Jonathan Hickman came in and broke down these characters to their core essences, specifically like the fantastic, the Four. fantastic four, yeah. the, his work on the Avengers. I know that his work on the Avengers is not looked, uh, on as favorably. It is very complicated and yeah. it goes on it got weird. M- multiple books and relaunches and sure. it like, it's tough. Um, but as a whole, if you sit down and you read Jonathan Hickman's Marvel work as a whole, it all ties together. It all fits together. I think even with Hawks and Pox, he's he's making callbacks to things that he did in oh, in past books. And um, I just I think it's remarkable what he was able to do with those characters at that company. Um, and and like I think back to like. Nothing at DC in uh, I would give best of the decade. No, because no. we we spent most of the first half of the decade DC, in the new fifty two. Yeah. DC had a very rough decade. <laughs> and, uh, now, if we were saying like my some of my favorite stuff in twenty nineteen, yeah, Bendis is Superman. Well, we're gonna like, get there DC's next week. DC turning yeah. things around. We're gonna get there next week in a way that I'm really loving now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I so. Other other favorites of the decade. My favorite, uh, Jimmy Randall brought it up uh, in his call. His favorite video game of the decade was The Last of Us. Uh, my favorite video game of the decade is Mass Effect 2. Yeah. I played that game so many times. I think so. Yeah. The, the, oh, man. Mass Effect was so good. It is my, it is, <laughs> the Mass <laughs> Effect trilogy. Yeah. Uh, the, the original three games. I know that the third one is not everyone's, everyone's favorite, but that trilogy that story is one of my favorite stories in all of video games and the second game specifically is the most fun that i've had playing video games maybe ever definitely 
Uh, and it's just so well crafted. Well, yeah, and creative and open world, but not so open world that you can get totally lost and lose, you know, and just wander into the sun. Sure, I mean, but, but you doing. can, you can, yeah. like, oh, hey, there's a there's a distress signal on this planet. Sure, that has nothing to do with what you're doing, but you never lose sight of what you need to be right. doing. They, were, they still very gently brought you back. Yeah, and know. it's always like, oh, you're looking at your galaxy map. Everything is clear is clearly marked. It's like, oh, this is the story mission. I should go do that. Yeah. Oh but I really want to go pick up dog tags <laughs> on this uh, abandoned moon or whatever. Right. Um, I was like, yeah, it's, it's just, it, it's the sort of game where it, it's not afraid to slow down and be quiet or like, yeah, sometimes you just wander around the Citadel giving your endorsement to every store. Yeah. I'm commander Shepard and every store is my favorite store on the Citadel. That is what I decided. <laughs> and when I played that game, um, See, now, I think if I'm doing best video game of the decade, I would have to give it to Red Dead Redemption 2 and the new Red Dead Redemption. I mean, like... Red Dead Redemption 2 is the new Red Dead Redemption. I'm sorry. The Red De- I'm just saying the... Red Dead Redemption in general. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, the collect- like where we went from that first open world Western game yeah. to what where they carried through to the latest one. And I just don't think I had a video gaming experience like that ever in my life yeah where not only like mass effect was great the story got a little wackadoo <laughs> towards the end it's, it's, like, it's high concept sci-fi stuff. it is high concept sci-fi stuff whereas red dead redemption it's like you were fully invested in this character story yes so much so that i cried in the end of the first one Just oh not because it was like sad it was beautiful yeah it was such a beautiful well, character and that wasn't even the end yeah, the the moment that yes. I'm sure you're talking about is yes. not even the end of the not game. The end, uh, and it's the same thing happens in Red Dead Re- yes. Redemption Two. Like, all right, look, spoilers for Red Dead Redemption Two. When not Arthur, when that fucking horse died, yeah, I bawled. <laughs> Just as far as like a gaming quality. The fun of the game. And yes, there was some grinding and some resource shit, but the hunting and shit like that was interesting. Yeah. I liked fishing. That's a, that's another game where they're not afraid to slow down yes. and shut up. And like just, sometimes you just want to wander. Just let that game thing. is slow yeah. on purpose, purposefully and, slow. And beautifully slow when it yeah, wants yeah. to be. When you go up in the mountains and it's snowing yeah, and, and like, And, and, and like, you see a deer in the distance or you hear an elk call on your 5.1 system and you're like, it's behind me. Yeah. You know, and you turn around and track and shit. Like those games, I, I yeah. just, the story, the look of the game, the playability, <laughs> everything. Like, I just think they're even, unmatched. Even the character movement, he moves so slowly. Yeah. He ambles. He really does. And yeah, and it's like and even when you run, you don't run that it's fast. Not that fast. Yeah, 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 I got exactly. cowboy boots on. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I agree. I love I love those games. Yeah, I love those games. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go in a bar and beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> uh, Adam Wednesday says, "I'm surprised that Jeff Lemire with Gideon Falls and Black Hammer hasn't been mentioned yet." So here I am doing just that. Uh, I'm behind on both books, but I love uh, them both. The Black Hammer universe definitely will come I up love Black in Hammer, uh, yeah. my Beppo list and stuff like that. Which next week we're going to give out on the, the regular show it's another slow week new year so we're going to give out our golden beppo awards for our best of next year and of course we'll put up some listener stuff if you guys want to and we'll reveal our listener awards as well on there it'll be fun and then, i'll figure out how to do a poll or something on the fan page yeah. or something brian helpfully put together a ballot on the forums nice so 
please go to the forums. Yeah. I'll post the link. Cool. But I know people are allergic to going to the forums for some well, reason. We can, we can post it in Facebook and but, stuff too. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, Hit list, us so up. Listeners, Any way you would like. Listeners Choice Awards uh, for whatever whatever you want. Uh, we'll get the whole ballot up there. Um, but we we kind of like scaled back the Beppos. We used to do a whole like hour and a half long awards show. Uh, but we boiled it down to best artist, best writer, and best series. Um and maybe we also do best single issue. Yeah, we do best we, single we, issue. You and I do maybe. And I think we also I think do that's it. Both I think we did like best hero and uh there's a few more. No. There was also like I think ours we boiled way back down. Uh, we scaled it like way back. Six categories, I believe. I'll go back and we'll listen. Take a look. But I'm pretty sure we <laughs> most improved is definitely up. still one that's in there. No, like, yeah. no, no. Because I've got a great most improved for this year. Okay. And it's not you. <laughs> well, keep it to yourself. You went downhill. Keep it to yourself. Like, like 2018 Joe Patrick, way better than 2019 Joe Patrick. I'm just saying. Look, I ain't gonna argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you you're wrong. Uh, thanks to everybody that played along today. This is a fun show. Uh, thank you for another fun year. Seriously, we yeah. don't have a show without you guys, and we encourage you. Please, if you if you want to ask a nerd, if you want you know book suggestions, if you want to come on cover to cover, please do so. We want to interact with you guys as long as you're cool. We'll be cool if you're a jerk. Fuck off. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, and let's get a little bit of sappy here. It's not just the end of the year. It is the end of the decade. Yeah. And we are coming up on our ninth anniversary. I know. It's crazy. Uh, and uh, it just it's amazing that you have put up with us for this long. I know. Um, our wives you, have put up with this shit. I think, frankly, they're happy our to be rid of us. families haven't sworn us off and yeah. crap, you know. Uh, <laughs> if uh, if you have not contacted us ever or in a while, you know who you are. Yeah. You yeah. might be watching right now. Yeah. You might be sitting there getting drunk with your wife, wondering, man, those are my favorite blokes. <laughs> I bet that's exactly what they say. Yeah, those are my favorite blokes. You know what I like about those blokes? Those blokes are okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, hit us up. We want to hear. We want to talk to you. We want to hear from you. Next year, it's our big year and wrap up. Let's make it a big one. All right. Thanks, guys. And uh, have a happy and safe new year for now. This is Two-Headed Nerd. Final show of the decade. Sorry.